Hello and welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie, and I am happy to be here with you. Um, life is so interesting. <laughs> it, uh, it seriously is. Um, I'm learning a lot about life um, every single day, and uh, I'm sure you are too. Um, I want to share something honestly um, that happened with me. And I'm going to stop saying that because whenever I share, it is honestly, there's no point in sharing if it's not honest, um, for me personally. And this goes even in my like close relationships. Like I, some, I just tell people the truth and sometimes, um, I don't, I don't hear back from them for a while and that's okay. Um, but the truth is really important for me. Um, and that's what I'm going to share with you here today to the best of my ability. So, in yesterday's podcast episode, I really wanted to break down some of the the science and give you an understanding of why um, it's important to understand the stress response in your body and also um, take action steps towards um, learning how that system feels like for you and then also um, a strategy on how you can start to buffer the effects of stress. And I gave you um, a quick tip that you can do. It's very simple. Um, Listen to the episode yesterday, starting at the 17 minute mark, where I talk about it, if that's all you want to hear on it. And that's where I started on my journey um, into, you know, healing. We're all healing on some level, but this is when I really started to take it seriously um, in my life. And, um, I do Facebook videos as well. I do Instagram lives and then I post them on, um, Facebook and I, I always check in with my higher self about like, what am I going to talk about? And I, um, I didn't like the answer I got. I really, I did not like it. Um, my heart told me exactly what to talk about. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. And I realized that me being like, I don't want to talk about that is um, denying, you know, a higher power wanting to work through me. And um, even though I didn't like it and it made me scared, I decided to do it anyway. And I wanted to, and I've talked about this before. I was like, I have to talk about it again. And, um, but I haven't talked about it in this way from this place that I'm at right now. So what I talked about, and I'll give you like the brief version, is, um, really my understanding, and I've talked about this again on this podcast too, but I'm going to go over it one more time because apparently I need to, and it might only, well, anyway, so basically when we're children, we only have an emotional mind. I mean, everything is based on how we feel. And if we um, have experienced some kind of trauma in life, we, and we don't know it because that's all, that's our only experience. So, you know, um, many of us, um, had different kinds of experiences in childhood and our parents were doing their best, but they were also not perfect. So many of us experienced, um, different kinds of trauma. So, um, in my breathwork facilitator class, we even call that sometimes traumas of omission. So it's not so much, um, what happened to you, but it's almost like what didn't happen to you. So if you weren't, um, emotionally supported, that's a trauma of omission. Um, so it's like, it's like both those things will create a trauma in your life is my point. 
And then what happens is um, if we're not able to express that and address that and heal that, we, you know, grow up to be teenagers, we grow up in our, you know, and then we're like in our 20s and 30s and all of a sudden we start relating with the outside world and we start building up um, a personality. And this personality um, is, is actually has its foundational roots in who we are as a kid. I mean, if you think about it, you're in the same body you were born into. Yes, you've grown bigger, but it's the same body that you're in. And um, some days it's you kind of forget that. And days like today, I really, re- like, really remembered that and I'll go into it. But you're in the same body. And um, why that's why that's relevant is because uh, your body is like your experience vessel for this lifetime. So everything you've experienced goes with you. So, um, you know, until very recently, uh, the word trauma in, you know, um, childhood was for like really intense things, you know, and um, there's more of an awareness of things like, you know, sexual abuse and things like that. Um, but even if you haven't experienced that, you know, trauma in childhood was something that wasn't very talked about um, un- until recently. And those childhood um, traumas create a sort of um, emotional branding, for lack of a better term. And then our personality is created around that. So, um, you know, for me personally, the trauma I experienced as a child, that's who I thought I was. You know, I lost track of who I really am. And that's because when you're a kid, you only have certain a certain level of consciousness you can access because you don't have your frontal lobes not online yet where you make decisions and can, and can you know, look at things and analyze them in a healthy way and be like, wait, is this actually how things are? Versus your kid, you don't know. That, that's just how things are. And so what happens is um, there's a gap. So um, that emotional branding, it becomes your emotional basement, for lack of a better term. And then you build a personality on top of that. So if you picture, you know, both your hands, your right hands on the bottom, that's the basement and your left hands on the top, that's your personality. Now, over time, we, we don't want to look at that painful basement emotion because most of the time it is very, very painful. And what happens is we interact with the world. Like I said, we, you know, we talk to other people, we make friends, family, career, And we start to, again, create this personality. And um, the more layers between the pain um, and who we present to the world, um, the more pain we're we're going to have potentially. So what I mean by that is, um, basically, I'm trying trying to make this short, but um, many people go through life completely unaware of the emotional basement or um, the traumas that they experience in life. I think because of the the awareness that's being brought on this topic, that's going to become less and less. Um, but even if you are aware of it, um, there's still the emotional processing part that has to happen. And if um, that doesn't happen, um, you will continue to seek something outside of you to try to make that feeling go away. And what's interesting is that for so long, I completely ignored 
that basement emotion feeling and I didn't want anyone to know how badly I was feeling in the in the inside like I didn't want anyone to know how empty or sad um, or fearful I was feeling and so I just pretended to be a different person so that no one would know and then here I'm realizing now that on some level we're all doing the same thing we're all pretending like those emotions don't exist within us and then we're just you know putting on like a I don't want to call it a facade because it's not a facade really, but we're, we're building up this personality that was created um, so that we didn't have to feel what was going on inside of us. And I'm not saying it's you only, I'm saying it's me too. It's very much me too. Um, and so what, what happens is there's two kinds of things that happen. So eventually, um, and this happens to people when they're like forties or fifties, you can predict everything that's going to happen in, in, in your life. You're, you can predict how work's going to feel. You can predict how your family is going to respond to you. You can predict every single thing. Uh, most people at this point, um, you know, they're not really learning as much. They're not, maybe they're not reading as much. And they, they really just stop learning new information. And um, then they have to, once you stop learning new information and you can predict how everything is going to be in your life, then all of a sudden you're left with feeling. You're left with feeling things. And there's that emotion again, that, you know, whatever you're trying to hide that you're feeling on the inside is just there again. And it's in front of your face. And then people, you know, this is like the classic midlife crisis People want to reinvent themselves, so they go and they buy things, bigger house, a boat, a car, a plane. Um, they have affairs because they're just craving novelty and something new that will override the feelings of pain that they have inside of them. Or it's drinking, or it's smoking, or it's gambling, or it's video games, or it's pornography, right? There's like, or it's overeating, or it's undereating. It's all these things. Um, and I've engaged in like many of those things um, as a form of escapism and also just um, not wanting to look there. Um, and you create a bigger um, feeling of something new and it takes away the pain, but it, it's only temporary. Like I said, I tried all those things and then there's that feeling again. And so I had literally thought like there's something wrong with me because why am I the only person who's feeling this way? And I realized that that's like a bag of bullshit really because I'm not the only one feeling that way. But um, in order to keep up the story, I was telling myself I had to believe that. So anyway, I did this, um, this video today about talking about the pain of looking at that emotion and then also the pain of continuing to feed and create a personality that's not who you really are. Both are painful because at some point you realize like, you know, why am I hanging out with these people? Like, what is like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the point of life? Like, why am I maintaining all of this? Why am I doing that? And um, I think that happened for a lot of people during the pandemic, um, which I think is one of like a blessing in a way so that you don't have to wait till the midlife crisis where you have kids and there's other people involved and 
even if you do have that and you're still going through it, still go through it. But I mean, if you can, um, if you can experience it there, I feel like the earlier you experience it, the better it's a, it's a big gift. So I experienced mine very, very early, um, in my twenties. And there's even people that I'm meeting now who are experiencing it even earlier in their twenties. So it's, it's happening, um, earlier, which to me is a blessing because then you can address things and there's so many more tools and modalities, um, now, you know, because when I was talking about, you know, the pain I was feeling on the inside, it's like, I was branded as like, you know, I have this mental health issue and like, and then you're seen that way. And then, you know, I really want to advocate for mental health. And I was like, but you know, that doesn't resonate with me anymore because it's not a mental health issue. It's a human issue. Everybody has it. Um, and so I don't even talk about that anymore. You, you never hear me use that because I don't see it that way anymore. I think we're all human and it really helps to, to like talk about things on a human level. And so I'm putting myself in this with everybody else. I'm not different. So I did my video on that today about how I had to make a decision because both were equally painful. I felt like nobody knew who I really was. I didn't even know who I really was anymore. I've gotten into relationships where I would tolerate certain things and I lost myself even more. Um, and then also looking at that basement emotion was also pretty daunting and painful. But I had to decide that, you know, only one of those two options felt like there was light at the end of the tunnel. And it wasn't upkeeping the personality. I couldn't do it anymore. And it was looking at that basement emotion. And there's layers. We are like an onion. And there's continuous layers that you have to pull off. So I didn't know that in some ways that was I was really signing up for a long-term project. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So I did that um, that video today. And then um, I just went through life. I um, went out and did a whole bunch of things today. Um, that I've never done before. I'm just like stepping into the unknown, crazy things, um, picking up a friend's brother and, you know, helping him out um, as he's going um, on his own journey. And um, I haven't seen him in a, in a very long time. And I just, you know, I just knew it was the right thing to do. Anyway, so as I'm driving, um, all of a sudden, this wave of emotion starts to come over me. And as I'm driving, I'm literally processing some some deep things from my childhood um and i've never looked at it from this perspective before and it was this it was really around this idea of um of safety and in my head i as a child really made up you know survival equals safety and i thought that those two things were synonymous but survival is survival survival doesn't mean you're safe survival just means you're you survived. And so I really, you know, had to do some work about separating those things and realizing, wow, I didn't actually feel safe. I just survived. And that actually makes sense why I attracted relationships that I did that felt unsafe that I just thought I had to stay in because that person was nice or they cared about me or whatever. So it really helped me make sense of things um, later on in my life. And I thought that was, you know, enough for <laughs> one day. And then um, I was at Walmart and I'm just picking up, you know, just just random things I need, like, you know, toilet paper and whatever. And um, I didn't grab a card and I, I ended up finding a few other things, you know, how you shop and you find things and they're, they're pretty heavy things, but I had my own, you know, grocery bag and I didn't mind carrying it and whatever. And then all of a sudden 
in the store, this new wave hits me. But I know this one well. It's familiar to me. Um, I'll keep this really short, but uh, around um, chiropractic college time for me, so this is 2000 and in 13, 14, um, I started to experience these moments of feeling like extremely faint to the point where I thought I was going to pass out. And I would experience them very quietly and I wouldn't tell anybody. And then one day my roommate um, saw me like I would bust out in the sweat and then I would be like kind of collapsed on the floor and she was like scared because she didn't know what was happening to me obviously and I told her to just get me something sweet (laughs) and she was like what and I just told her I needed something sweet and I would eat something sweet and then or just really anything and then I would start to calm down and I would stop sweating and I would kind of I I would be more in, in a regulated state and this would happen at the most inopportune times that it 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 happened in school once and um, luckily she saw the symptoms starting to happen because she knew it now. And so she knew that there was this one place that I would, I would always go just to get, you know, to, you know, get a quiet moment. And so she knew that's exactly where I went and she came and anyway, it was embarrassing for me because I didn't know why this was happening. And so as I've been doing the work, I mean, it's been literal years since I've had this feeling and I thought I had dealt with it. And then, um, all of a sudden, here I am, it's, you know, 2022 in May, and this feeling is coming over me, and I feel extremely faint, like I'm about to pass out, and I feel the sweat coming on, and well, the reason why I'm even talking about the, like, bag that I'm picking up is because it was fine, it was like, you know, I didn't think anything of it, it was just normal, and then all of a sudden, I go to pick up the bag, and the bag feels like it weighs a thousand pounds, like the bag is extremely heavy all of a sudden, And I managed to go to the self-checkout so I don't have to look at anybody or talk to anybody because I knew something was happening. And again, this was a familiar feeling to me. And I um, pay for my items and then I and then I just go to my car and um, I notice it's starting to get worse. And, um, you know, I drive back to uh, where I live, uh, which wasn't far, thank God. And all of a sudden I, you know, park my car, I'm in the parking garage and I realize that the feeling that I'm experiencing is extreme weakness. And I only really became aware of that because the bag was so heavy. And um, the reason why I'm telling you this story about the chocolate or whatever is because my body was screaming at me to just like, you know, I'm at Walmart, like just the whole chocolate aisle is like, you know, when you go to this self-tackle and there's candy everywhere and um I didn't buy any of it and my body's like screaming and raging at me to buy that it's like screaming and raging at me to get fast food because this is what I used to do I used to fill this void with food um because I was training myself that food helps you and I didn't do any of that and I made it back to the parking garage and I realized that the feeling was weakness and like extreme weakness. And that's not something I typically feel. And I didn't know that's, that that was underlying this. So then I was like, you know, when's the first time I felt this? And I went vertical with it because I did not want to project this on anybody. 
And when I say vertical, I mean internal. And I didn't blame it on, you know, traffic, because there was traffic today. I didn't blame it on traffic. I didn't blame it on anything or Walmart or anything. I didn't blame it on that. And I was so shocked that I was taken, like, right back to my childhood. Feeling extremely weak was, like, how I actually felt most of my childhood. And um, I felt trapped as well because um, trapped and panicked, I would say, because I was experiencing these many emotions as a child. A lot of them were like terror or like fear and I couldn't express them. And I also had no idea how to process them. And um, really nobody in my family was expressing their emotions and even talked about them. And so I thought I was, I thought that there was something wrong with me for even having emotions. Um, and then I really thought no one cared because um, I couldn't express myself. And um, I really just lived with, in a very, in a, in, in a survival mode. I have no idea how to, how to say it. I can't say my, my survival mode is different than anybody else's. I can just tell you my experience. You know, I remember like moments of terror in my body and I, didn't cry, nothing. I just held it in. And as I'm experiencing this, I'm sitting in my car and I'm literally regressing to childhood and I don't have, I can't say any words and I just start bawling in my car. Like I just start crying uncontrollably. Um, the moment I realized this, I put my car in uh, park and I turn off, I just turn off my engine and I'm crying uncontrollably and it was like years of tears that I'm just allowing to finally express. And I can't stop crying. I literally can't stop crying. I'm regressed into childhood. Um, you know, I feel like I want someone to just hold me and I don't know what's happening. And I felt like pretty confused and discombobulated. And then after, you know, the tears, you know, like in between tears, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, what is going on? And I had to go really deep within my toolbox, my, my, um, my tool bag. And I had to look for, you know, what I needed. And I realized in the, in, in that moment, I was so self-aware to know what was going on. I knew what I needed. I could identify what I needed. I couldn't necessarily get what I needed, but I knew what I needed and then I was, I was able to go into my, like I said, my tool bag and I talk about self-regulation. So I was able to self-regulate myself and I identify how I was feeling in the moment, recognize what had happened. And then I was able to really bring some reparenting tools to calm myself down, reassure myself, you know, thank my, you know, thank my inner child for you know, finally speaking to me and telling me, you know, what had been going on and feeling safe enough to share that with me. And um, it was something I haven't looked at for a very long period of time. And what's crazy is after, so it took me an hour almost in the car, in the parking garage to go through this whole experience. So I'm making it very quick because, um, I mean, if you want to know more details about this, I could share about it, but um I'm not sure how people are going to respond to this. So um, that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. But um, 
it took me almost an hour to move through that experience. And um, I was so present in the experience that I didn't even realize um, really how I was like, you know, what was actually going on until I started to kind of come back, um, you know, and like really self-regulate. I realized that all of the, the sweating was completely gone. Um, and the feeling of, you know, extreme weakness was gone. And, um, I was even like crying again because I just, you know, for, you know, I told you this started in 2014. So, um, that's like eight years ago. I've just been experiencing this on and off and it doesn't happen frequently enough that, um, anymore, um, that I even paid attention to it, you know, and, um, for all you, for all of those people who are like, oh, it's probably diabetes. You know, I got checked for diabetes like twice or three times a year because I have a familial history and um, this is very diabetes-esque. And so I don't have type one. I, I know that obviously because it's genetic um, and this is actually genetic. <laughs> so there's like three diseases that are like, you know, actually genetic. And this is one of them, you know, Tay-Sachs, sickle cell or others. Um, uh, and I do not have type two. I was tested, like I said, I've been tested so many times and it's not diabetes. So I, I did the like medical testing for it and uh, all of it came back negative. Uh, and, and again, as I do this work, it, you know, started to make sense, but I forgot about it. And here I am talking about this basement emotion. And then all of a sudden I have to go look at it. And so I wanted to share this with you because I was able to employ so many of the things that I talk about in real life. And, um, I'll do another episode on this, but, and I'll, 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 I'll end this one here, but I'll talk about it in the next episode as well. Um, what I've learned having gone through this, this is one iteration for me. I've gone through this many times, but the fact that I'm able to have this experience today and talk about it to today, you have no idea how much growth that is for me that I can even put my experience into words because I'm so self-aware of what's happening, what my thoughts are, what my feelings are. Um, this is a huge leap forward for me, massive growth. And so I wanted to share that with you because I, you know, I want you to know, like I'm doing the work, um, and I'm also no different than you. Um, I just, I'm so committed to, to living a different life and, um, I'm just willing to do the work, whatever it takes, you know, and, um, this is not something I grew up, obviously, if you've heard anything I've said in this episode, it's not something I grew up around or understanding. So I wanted to be honest with you and share with you, you know, when you um, put something out there, sometimes it, come back, it, it, it comes back for you. And so that's what I experienced today. So thank you so much for tuning in. If this resonated with you, if you got anything from this episode, obviously I'm very vulnerable here. So I would really appreciate any kind of feedback, positive or negative, either way. So I know what to share in the future. I want to thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you tomorrow.